Good morning. This is Laura. Welcome to the Before Breakfast Podcast. Today's tip is to think 168 hours, not 24. When I first started writing about time many years ago, I realized something. A lot of people said the phrase 24-7, but no one multiplied it through. I certainly hadn't. I had to get out a pen and some paper to do the math. It turns out there are 168 hours in a week. This number is important for a few reasons. First, a week is the cycle of life as we actually live it. This is the smallest unit of time that offers a representative picture of life. If I chose a random 24 hours of your life, it would look very different if I chose a Tuesday or a Saturday. If I choose a random 168 hours, though, the odds are much better that my next pick of 168 hours would look at least reasonably similar. Second, looking at a week shows us how much time we have. Things that appear to consume a lot of time don't in the context of a week. Regular listeners of this podcast will hear me say this equation a lot. With 168 hours in a week, if you work a regular full-time job, so 40 hours per week, and sleep eight hours a night, so that's 56 hours per week, that leaves 72 hours for other things. If you work 50 hours, you'd still get 62 hours. This might not be apparent on a Tuesday when you're in the office from 8 a.m. to 7 p.m., but those 62 hours show up when you plot out the whole week. But it's not just about the math. I think the 168 hours number is important because it helps us see that things don't have to happen daily, nor do they have to happen at the same time every day in order to count in our lives. I call this belief that things have to happen every day at the same time the 24-hour trap. I see it most often with, wait for it, exercise. You may have fallen into this trap yourself. People often tell me they want to exercise more, and then they talk themselves out of it because there is not a perfect time every single day. You know how these conversations go. Oh, I'd love to exercise, but I'm not the kind of person who can just leave for an hour every day at lunch. Or, I'd love to exercise, but I have a family I want to see. I can't go to the gym for an hour every night after work. Or, I'd love to exercise, but I wake up early enough as it is. I can't stomach the thought of waking up at 5 a.m. every day. So, don't wake up at 5 a.m. every day. Stop looking for the perfect time every single day. Instead, look at the whole of the week and see where you can fit it in. Maybe one morning you get up early and exercise if you're co-parenting with someone, you could trade off and each of you gets one night off. You could go to the gym then. Do something on each of the two weekend days and wow, we've just exercised four times a week. It didn't happen daily at the same time every day, but it didn't have to. And funny thing, because I write about time management, people often want to tell me about their great daily habits. This is one of these occupational hazards I didn't foresee, but I'm like, okay, great. Tell me about your great daily habit. And then I realize after a while that the person does this awesome habit Monday through Thursday. But that is not daily. That is four times a week. So rather than fall into the 24-hour trap, look at the whole week. I find this is especially helpful when it comes to issues of combining work and the rest of life. People sometimes fret to me that their balance is out of whack because they had to stay late at work or maybe they travel frequently. So we look at their time logs, and we find out, let's say, on average, they stay late past their kid's bedtime at work two times per week. But that means they're home five nights a week. Five 
is greater than two. So rather than look at the one night where it appears work and family are pitted against each other, or the two nights where it appears work and family are pitted against each other, why not look at the whole week? Then we see that we have space for both. People often say to me, you know, there aren't enough hours in the day. And I agree. But we don't live our lives in days. We live our lives in weeks. And when we think of 168 hours, not 24, we see that we can build the lives we want in the time we've got. In the meantime, this is Laura. Thanks for listening. And here's to making the most of our time. Hey, everybody. Got a tip or a question? You can share them with me on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram at Before Breakfast Pod. That's B-E, the number four, then breakfast, P-O-D. You can also email me at beforebreakfastpodcast at iheartmedia.com. For the email, just spell those words out. I look forward to connecting and learning how you make the most of your time.